This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to the show, people. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And um, I'm wondering what you're going to do for the end of the world. <laughs> the the uh, end of the mind calendar is said to be upon us. I, I happen to... Uh, it, you know, um, on the on the twenty first of this month, with the solstice, and I I happen to be somebody who uh, thinks it ended in late October of two thousand eleven, and we're in an adjustment period. And you can scour my site, and my blog, for all the reasons that I happen to think that. But but I'm wondering what you're going to do. Probably you're going to be surrounded by people who are nervous about what might happen. So I'm telling you uh, to get the new MP3 from my site called Increasing Immunity. I asked uh, the Ascended Master Jehudi, uh, our unseen friend, with whom I spend uh, quite quite a lot of my time, and and you hear a lot of things uh, uh, from him through me. And I asked him what we were going to do for. Uh, being facetious, I didn't ask him this, but the end of the world, you know, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, fear-based time. And I asked him what we we're going to offer people. And he said, you should do this teaching and meditation on increasing immunity and teach people about spiritual strength. And I said, well, that's wonderful. And what are we going to do for this December? And basically he didn't, uh, say, well, that's actually what I'm talking about, but he, but, uh, but that, that's his answer. Uh, this ascended master's answer to what's going to happen now. What should we be doing? What, you know, should we be afraid? Will disaster strike? And the answer is, you know what? Wake up to your divine nature and increase your immunity on all levels. Make the decision that you're safe and strong. So that MP3 is available through my site, tdjacobs.com. And, uh, some people already have it. Uh, I announced it to my, to my e-list, uh, earlier in the week. And, um, getting some great comments about it. And it's about a 34, 35-minute teaching where he explains immunity and explains uh, – he doesn't talk about 2012 at all, but he talks about dealing with uh, your own fears and fears you absorb from others. And that's that's what we're talking about. He also talks about the effects of consuming too much of what your body can't use and doesn't want. And, and he talks specifically about sugar and alcohol. Sugar, I was surprised he talked about sugar, though I've been aware of what he would say about it, and I know that it creates states of agitation from which a person will not feel safe. And I actually thought that was, you know, nutrition might be a huge um, uh, side of side of that teaching for, you know, here we are at the stressful holiday time. You know, my, my girlfriend went to work and said it was grazing days, and she, she brought a tray with vegetables, knowing <laughs> that she wanted to have something that wasn't sugary and bready, so she she took uh, she took that responsibility so she could at least eat something uh, in grazing. But people still eat crap and think that the holiday festivities involve eating sugar and should. It doesn't make you feel good. So Jehudi talks about this in this MP3, and you should go to tdjacobs.com and get that. And and then there's a so the first part is that teaching. The second part is a 24-minute meditation you can use uh, many times, and uh, it's incredibly valuable, so you should go check that out. 
Um, other announcements uh, to share with you. There are a couple more days uh, till the end of the 15th on the reading sale through tdjacobs.com. It's $25 off an hour. You can have the reading after the 15th, but the sale price ends then. And then uh, the last announcement, I'll share with you uh, what a client recently said about her soul's journey soundbite. She writes, thank you so much for the soul's journey soundbite. It was uncanny in terms of the themes you mentioned. I let my mother listen to the bite, and she was transfixed. So today I bought one for her. And what's happening now is I'm, because I'm offering discounts on 3 and 5 uh, until the 15th, uh, when you get them, they're 10 and 15% off respectively, people are getting them for their families. And there are going to be some amazing uh, revelations about why people are wired the way they are uh, this Christmas, <laughs> this all this winter, uh, because people are getting these sound bites and they're probably going to listen to them together and discuss how they're wired and what they fear and you know what they truly want, what makes them light up and be passionate about being alive, what makes them want to get out of bed. So these Soul's Journey sound bites, these 15-minute readings – open the door for this kind of dialogue. So I'm really thrilled to be able to offer these for you. And um, until the 15th, there's, uh, you know, the price I've had on them for 13 months will remain for, for now three more days or two more days. Uh, and then it's going to go up because of the uh, energy that goes into them uh, just is requiring that. And they're they're quite a steal for 20 bucks each. So I'm encouraging you to, to go to go there and do that. And um, all orders received by the end of the 15th will be delivered by the end of the 20th. And after that, a little more flexible with my holiday schedule. So that's all at tdjacobs.com. And he takes a deep breath. He always has more to say. The, the last announcement before we introduce our guest is uh, – MP3s on my site related to this show. We're going to be talking about Saturn and Scorpio and related things, um, including the trine to Neptune and Pisces. And there's an MP3 on my site for each of those two, uh, each of those two uh, long-term transits. And then also the Healing Suicide MP3, which is a free download. And then I recently completed the transcription. So if you go to my site uh, from the homepage, uh, tdjacobs.com and look on the right-hand column for, for new MP3s, you'll see, um, you'll see, uh, Healing Suicide MP3. And the transcription, you know, when you read a channeled material, uh, it strikes you differently. So if you've heard the MP3, go get the transcription, the free PDF. And uh, if you haven't heard, if you haven't experienced either yet, um, do both. Because the information will strike you differently and will open different doors in your consciousness, whether you're hearing the voice and the vibration or uh, reading the words with your, with your left brain. Okay, those are all my, my long-winded Sagittarius Third House announcements. Dina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be with you. Dina DeCastro is an evolutionary astrologer, and uh, she is the uh, producer of the very popular Evolutions of Astrology podcast. And she's had me on her on her podcast for I don't know, maybe four four episodes or something like that to talk about various topics. And so I'm thrilled to have you here. Well, thank you. And yeah, I think it has been about four times that you've been on the show, and I really enjoy it every time we talk. So really glad to be here. Thanks. I appreciate that. So, you know, the show idea that I had was talking about Saturn and Scorpio and, you know, looking at the planet of um, reality and uh, the buck stops here and the stops buck here, you know, getting <laughs> into the getting into the sign of, you know, something true is under the surface that hasn't been explored and the sign of um, subtext must become text, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the the unseen things. And uh, what was in my mind uh, to pick your brain about and to sh swap notes on is different strategies on 
dealing with people who are encountering their own kind of Saturnian brick walls when it comes to truth, intensity, sexuality, secrets, that kind of thing. Yeah. So kind of maybe swapping notes with uh, anonymous, you know, with anonymous references to to clients or generalizing things. So, so what are you what are you seeing as trends when you're when you're working with people in Saturn and Scorpio? Right, yeah. Right now. Well, what stands out for me is is you're saying that, and um, you know, I had kind of looked at some of the things you wrote on your site about Saturn and Scorpio is this idea of Saturn as the brick wall of reality and that meeting Scorpio uh, and Scorpio being, you know, confronting the depths, confronting what's underneath the surface and subtext, as you say, must become text now. Um, and so what can't be changed is, is a phrase that you use that I really liked. Saturn as the thing that can't be changed changed now needs to be looked at as Saturn is in Scorpio, right? right. So one of the things that can't be changed, uh, let's start with the past. Um, and in some ways, yes, we could say, you know, we could go back in the TARDIS or something and change the past. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, we can't change our past. We can't change the things that actually created the wounds that we're now dealing with. And sometimes that is, that's a place to start. You know, we can't rewrite history. We can't, um, change that past, but we can work on healing the, the wounds that resulted from that. And I think that's a lot of what Saturn going through Scorpio was about is confronting what can't be changed about the past, but then actually, um, shining the light on what's coming up to the surface so that we can heal it. Thank you. I love that. It's because the, the Saturn thing is always about um, having to look. I mean, the only strategy with Saturn, you know, the first kind of if you're if you're blocking something or not open, the first strategy is to just be willing to look. And so to to look at some painful part of the past that, frankly, is probably being created as the present. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but to look at that and to just accept. This is what has happened. And then the Scorpio part, how can you make the decision not to be disempowered because something hurt you deeply? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do find that a lot of what's coming up for people, particularly um, my clients who have either you know planets that are being aspected by Saturn, mm. especially those, uh, are finding that they're really having to confront stuff that they thought they got over it a long time ago. You know, <laughs> it's that thing. It's like, oh, I worked through my childhood stuff. You know, it was all done. And right. now it's right here at the surface again. And it's it's really demanding attention um, because it is playing out in some concrete way, as you say, in the present. It's right. It's repeating the old pattern. Right. I think this decision about or this notion of making a decision about you know, just because something difficult has happened, do, I mean, you know, this is not a word. This is kind of interesting because in, in um, some sound bites recently, I found myself saying this when it comes to Plutonian stuff and Scorpionic mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. the perception of being weak. And mm -hmm. I think the, the way that I teach this stuff and, the, and from channeling all, you know, the stuff from uh, from Jehudi and all this uh, all this business about spiritual empowerment and blah, blah, blah. It's like that word weak doesn't really come up because we focus on saying can you please make the decision that you're strong? But, but in terms of a past situation where there's a betrayal or feeling bulldozed by somebody else's strength or uh, a situation just absolutely leaving you, 
you know, emotionally bankrupt or bereft or something like this, mm-hmm. to, to see that pain as not weakness, you know, as something yeah. other than weakness, uh, because that, that feeling of betrayal from the past can make us feel small now. I'm not sure I can trust you. Well, the reality check in the moment with this transit is, also with this, you know, reality check on Scorpio. Well, what what is trust about, and what mm-hmm. what is trustworthy? And and I often find myself saying to people, when you find yourself unwilling to trust somebody, and you think that person is not trustworthy, yeah. it's not about that person; it's about your willingness to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so right. it's kind of ironic talking about Saturn work mm-hmm. right now can include being willing to be vulnerable about that deeper truth that's under the surface. Like I don't think. I often I don't think I've ever thought that Saturn work could be about increasing vulnerability, like being yeah. willing to be sensitive. But you know, concrete nurturing of that sensitive side, that that very deep. I, and I also think that we don't always see Scorpio. Uh, we don't always see the 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 root thing about Scorpio, which is emotional sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. We, we see the anger or the vindictiveness, the secretness, secretiveness, the. Um, you know, secrets and the, the hiding and the I won't tell you. And that's kind of what we see or the intensity or the, you know, constant truth telling that wears everyone out, including the teller. And, uh, but, but that, that vulnerability thing, I think part of the work in the moment with Saturn is, you know, nurturing that, that hypersensitive side that the, the still waters that run so deep because what's running under the still waters now is like that past that was so painful. It's really being reflected, really being shown. Right. And that can be one of the, the hardest things to deal with in the in this culture, which doesn't really um, honor vulnerability right. or, uh, you know, the ability to be sensitive emotionally. Uh, it, it's doubly challenging, you know, and so that's truly where the work lies. You know, Saturn being there on a collective level, we are all being challenged to risk, you know, being emotionally vulnerable, being sensitive, opening up and trusting even when doing that flies in the face of our fears and our instincts that tell us to shut down. <laughs> right. So you that know? we can so that we can be safe even though there's actually no such thing as safety. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the illusion of safety, right? Yeah. But yeah. what you know what you're saying it it, it reminds me you know, I was mentioning to you earlier, and I did the announcement of the the healing suicide MP3, and the kind of you know need to look at the thing that we might be afraid to look at, and and for some people that would that could be a relationship with death, and and I think that now, given the mind calendar and and stuff related to that, with the the evolution of consciousness and past lives kind of bleeding through to to this life, I think that a relationship with death is certainly. We, we need to look at that and that kind of fear of finality and that kind of loss of opportunity through the end of our time on earth. But the suicide thing for me, even just personally, has been – it's been quite a – you know, did uh, Saturn go into Scorpio in early October? Is that when mm-hmm. it – yeah. yeah. And that's actually – I did the I did the first episode of the show the night before on the 4th of October. Mm-hmm. And, and so basically since that time, the last, you know, five or six weeks – or not that, – that's a – that's incorrect. Whatever. Since I don't even know what month <laughs> it is. Since early October, <laughs> that need to look at my own fears about that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and I've also found myself um, seeing in other people the the um, 
the kind of these like these echoes and these aftertastes of despair. Their relationship with, you know, is is life worth having hope in? Is mm-hmm. there a reason to be here? And that kind of, you know, when Scorpio goes wrong, it's it tends to be so devastating that there's mm-hmm. no mean, you know, there's there's no optimism or faith left. And and yeah. and so I just see this, you know, this teaching about suicide being so important. And um, so everybody listening. Go to my site and get this free download on mm-hmm. Jehudi on healing suicide and and um, I actually scheduled a, a an open forum conference call for this last weekend to discuss that because because a, a large number of people have been downloading it and I've been uh, publicizing that and nobody signed up for it and um, maybe a few years ago I would have thought well that's kind of weird but it's not weird because. Mm-hmm. Um, People need to talk about it, but we might not be sure how to talk about it. So I might actually be working it into future shows in lieu of doing separate events. But um, this this kind of, you know, what's the reality behind the loss of faith and when we felt so depressed and so self-destructive that, you know, that we um, – well, well, let me interrupt myself, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you, you know, are you working with people now who kind of – um, feel depressive or, or having despair, kind of having the volume turned up on that? Is that part of your experience now? Yeah, it, I am noticing that. Um, I'm noticing people who wouldn't normally, you know, fi- say that they were depressive personalities mm-hmm. going through these kinds of uh, existential, you know, depressions and feeling, uh, feeling just kind of lost. Uh, that seems to be a theme you know, that I'm hearing a lot is a feeling of not knowing how to grapple with the struggles that are coming up and feeling kind of overwhelmed by them. And uh, so, you know, and it's that that very watery, you know, uh, you know, Saturn and Scorpio feeling of you could get lost in the pain and not uh, really be able to see your way out of it, which leads to the depression and the downward spiral. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So let's yeah. take our first break and, uh, and uh, people stay with us because this only gets better from here. Yeah. And we'll take our first break. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. 
A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, uh, caller questions are welcome. The number is 877-230-3062. And once again, 877 877- Two three zero three zero six two, and uh, evolutionary astrologer uh, Dina DeCastro uh, is joining me today, and she's the. Uh, you can find her on the web at dinadecastro.com. Uh, that's d e n a d e c a s t r o dot com, and uh, she is the host and producer of the popular Evolutions of Astrology uh, podcast. So, Dina, uh, during the break, we we kind of made a game plan here. Uh, and uh, I, I'm interested in in your, you know, when people um, find that secret coming to the surface or some kind of realization of a past pain that they're not quite sure what to do with, and 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 how that can lead us to slip into despair because we're not sure how to hope. Essentially, when you feel like you're in hell and you're mm-hmm. surrounded, you know, surrounded by the by all this stuff, you know, I want to share some notes and thoughts with you on how. What do you tell people? How do you deal with that yourself? I know that on, on your podcast, you talked about your own Pluto square. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was a year or two or three ago, but, mm-hmm. but, but you talked about that process of basically looking at the thing that's hard to look at and then still continuing. Yeah. And um, so that, that kind of autobiographical thing is, is available for people you know, thinking about that Plutonian process in your podcast. Um, but working with people now, you know, what, do you, what are you seeing and how like, – what, what, what do you want people to understand about how to do this in a healthy way? Yeah, you know, what I'm, I'm finding in practice, it seems like um, people are coming at that point where they're really still just barely trying to fight it down and they're about ready to look at it. And so what I feel like my role in it has been um, as the astrologer is – you know, to, to bring it up to consciousness and then let's sit here and look at it for a few minutes, <laughs> you know, like right. let's stare it in the eye and let's name it and let's honor that it's, that it's here, uh, this pain or this wound or whatever it is that's coming up right now. And, and that seems to at least start to take some of the huge power that it has over the person a bit, it takes that edge off of it because it's it's part of the power that it was holding is it's, it's remaining in secrecy or it's being suppressed. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, that's huge. And so once it's up and it can be named, then, okay, now we can deal with this. And what's coming up, for me in terms of strategies on how to deal with it, I'll just say, you know, for myself, this has been coming up too. I've got Saturn opposing my moon Saturn right now because it goes through early Scorpio. So I have, I have a moon Saturn conjunction in Taurus. And um, so it's going through a midlife transit that can be challenging anyway. And then Saturn's in Scorpio. Um, 
so what has been coming up for me is a bit of of depression that I know, you know, luckily having this this frame of reference of astrology, I know that this is something I'm going through and I'm going to come out the other side. Um, yeah, you know, and that's what's really helpful about being, you know, knowing this stuff is, okay, there's a time frame. Okay, yeah. here it is, you know feeling it uh. <laughs> but you just you just ta- you just basically said something Saturn and Scorpio wants you to say you know about mm-hmm. an individual process like Saturn wants you to get that a there's a time frame b there's a structure mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. but but when we get lost in uh, scorpionic drama whether internal mm-hmm. or external it's we really don't and this is the thing about despair that can lead to self-injury whether yeah. slowly over the long term you know like drinking the self to death over 20 years or eating over 30 years, you know, or, or actually ending the life in a quicker time frame, yeah. where we don't know it's going to end because we just feel that intense, that, that, you know, that intensity and that pain. So, so, you know, I, I don't mean to, um, demean the role or belittle the process, but the phrase that keeps coming to mind is holding people's hand. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah, a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. We need and, and, support to know that this is not the end of the world. Whatever we're feeling is not, you know, right. needing to be the end. You know? Right. I mean, I absolutely. And um, so for myself, I, I found it useful. And then sharing that with others. And, I, you know, that's always something I've shared in talking about difficult transits with people. But it seems really um, up more so right now with just this whole Saturn and Scorpio piece because it's bringing up the deepest fears right. <laughs> like from the bottom of the well. Uh, and the other piece that I, I find myself bringing in for strategy for um, coping with it is talking about Neptune. And Neptune is making a trine to Saturn uh, for the better part of the next year um, and in Pisces in its own sign. And this is about connecting to whatever gives you that sense of peace um, on the spiritual level. And, you know, I talk about it uh, in readings in terms of what makes you feel like you are being cared for by something larger than yourself. Relax into that because you are being held, you know, and I, I know as you do, I mean, I bring into the astrology that I practice my own spiritual perspective and maybe not all astrology is practiced that way. From my perspective, you know, I can't be an astrologer without bringing my spirituality somewhat into it. So yeah, I'm going to talk about things like, um, you know, feeling the connection with the divine and feeling your place in the order of things as part of the antidote to this hopelessness this feeling of separateness, this, you know, that Saturn and Scorpio can really be about. Well, I hope that um, all of my persistent yammering on about despair and suicide and all this stuff can can uh, help people to kind of open to a, a more Neptunian perspective on it and kind of and not, not like take advantage of the trine, but kind of bring that energy in so they're not feeling, you know, sucked down into some a spiraling vortex of despair or something, you know, yeah. alone in their house feeling self-destructive or sad or, or, or something self-pitying. And I mean, the transiting Chiron is also with that, yeah. uh, with that Neptune. And so like for me, that, that calls in the tool of compassion, like those two together, Neptune, Chiron in, in Pisces, just there's no clearer invitation to have compassion for whatever, whatever you're experiencing, whatever's going on. And, um, and, and then on the other side, you know, 
Pluto in Capricorn, uh, sextiling each. So mm-hmm. we're also having this thing about being driven deeper down into the reality of what's happening while having that invitation for that expansiveness and that, that invitation to make peace with what's happening. And, and yeah. one thing that you said in, towards the beginning of what, uh, those, that paragraph was that perspective of, um, you know, maybe it's actually could have been minutes ago. I'm, I lose time sometimes, but this, this idea of, you know, being with the thing that is mm-hmm. and therefore taking away some of the kind of basically call it, I would call it calling back your energy from, from the investment and the fear of it by being with it because it, it gets, you know, it doesn't seem as bad. And, um, it, it, yeah. it it's, it's, it, that's a foundational thing from, you know, our exposure to Steve Forrest's work when yeah. that's, that's kind of a, a, a huge, I, I would say a, a major contribution from him is saying and, and inspiring other people to actually, you know, start thinking this Pluto exists, it is real, mm-hmm. and there are pr- proactive strategies once you're willing to feel that deep thing that, that hurts so much. And so as you were talking, I was like, yeah, that's right. I met you at Steve Forrest's program. <laughs> you know, I was like, right. yeah, yeah. The spirit of Steve is with us. Yeah. Totally right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, and just like, it's real. Like, yeah. Whatever that despair is or whatever that feeling is or that, that doubt that life is worth living or whatever it is, like it, it's real. Um, so Neptune in Neptune in Pisces, like what, what kind of, um, we can even leave Chiron out for, for now, but like what, what kind of strategy, uh, would Neptune in Pisces, like what would that look like if, if mm-hmm. you're actually dealing, you said, you said uh, caring for yourself in a, in a way or, or, or doing what you need to feel cared about by something greater than you. Like what is that, what would that yeah. look like for somebody who's kind of, um, realizing some past pain is not processed? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I, I think is happening with that trying to Saturn is people are uh, being invited to look at what works for them in terms of spiritual practice and on a regular basis. You know, there's the Saturn structure part of it that can give them that sense of support. It's one thing to just believe it in your head, right? Or to just say, yeah, you know, I know there's a divine out there and it, she cares for me and you know, right. all of that. It's, it's That's all very, um, you know, that's the the Neptune and Piscean, the ideal part of it. But when that is connected to, to now Saturn and Scorpio, the potential, uh, the high potential of it is it can become very real in your life. Um, and, you know, for myself, even I found I've been called to make my daily practice actually daily not just a daily in my head <laughs> you know and I, I had a practice a spiritual practice that I've done off and on for years and uh, been a little too off and on with it and ever since Saturn went into Scorpio I've made it a commitment you know it's like okay I am doing this and it is going to happen today and that's done something you know for me in terms of creating a closer connection that I can call on in all of those difficult times when I'm not feeling so connected. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got to prime the pump, you know, and that part of that is doing the spiritual work, you know, Saturn trying Neptune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is work, you know, you do have to make a commitment. Um, so, like, for example, I had a, a client today who is a double Sagittarius. And um, so her way of 
getting in touch with that Neptune in Pisces might be different than it would be for, you know, somebody with more watery or 12th house pieces to their chart. But she, you know, we talked about walking in nature. We talked about yoga. We talked about activities, you know, and the getting out and doing the adventure uh, part of it as her spiritual practice and what that might mean to her in terms of rejuvenating her connection with spirit. So it's going to be different for everybody, you know, but, and you can get those clues from the chart, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's, I mean, it just, you know, what you can't, what a person might not be able to see, you know, just kind of speaking to that, what, what might not be obvious when you're in that intense emotion is that frankly, any proactive structural approach or any kind of, as you say, for yourself, a commitment, essentially mm-hmm. renewed a commitment or maybe for maybe firmly established a commitment instead of kind of standing at that edge. And, um, and that structure, Saturn is actually the answer mm-hmm. to anything that's coming up under the surface. And that, that daily, that daily routine and daily practice is, is an incredible, is an incredible, an incredible tool. And the emotions take over. I mean, I, I have a, a cancer South node and my son's in Scorpio and I have moon with Neptune. So mm-hmm. I have that, you know, capability of getting lost in emotion. And yeah. there, there are times when, you know, there are times when parts of me are just the definition of despair. And mm-hmm. my, I talk about this with my clients sometimes to give them context <laughs> to say, mm-hmm. look, you, you know, you're not alone. The people mm-hmm. feel despair, including me, but I actually, I'm to the place where I can turn it off and 10 minutes later do a, you know, an incredible reading for somebody. So because it's like I'm processing it, but it's like, you know, allowing it to be what it is and let the proactive work. And for me, um, I mean, my spiritual practice has to do with grounding, being connected to the earth and Mm -hmm. making sure that I don't absorb energies from other people. Yeah. Because like Cancer South Node, Scorpio Sun, Mercury, Neptune, you know, Mercury Moon, Neptune together. I have Chiron and the Descended as well. And that's a that's a kind of a, a hot button for uh, absorbing other people's stuff, and and uh, that is how I can keep clear. And actually, I'm going to return. I don't know why, but I'm going to return to that. You know, talking about that for me, that process of channeling the suicide thing, that that MP3, because um, that really that was actually September 24th, so it was you know a couple weeks before Saturn in Scorpio, and and um, it was actually right before an, an intense. Um, a, a consciousness upgrade clinic that I did for people it was a two and a half hour phone deal of channeling Jehudi and doing energy work and fragment retrieval and all this like inc- inc- like a consciousness upgrade that I've experienced a bunch of times and now it was happening through me from Jehudi for other people and I, I knew that I'd have to get my own upgrade but I didn't mm-hmm. have any idea what it would be like and I just you know not like I just kind of float around clueless but I just said you know whatever it is I'm sure it's fine and and you know your magic universe and and it, it was channeling this thing on suicide and and then immediately when I was done I was it was hard and then when I was editing it maybe a day or two later I just I just broke down crying and mm. just to be in that in that space of feelings and you know the mp3 wasn't released for I think five four or five or six weeks because I had to get to the place where I was just willing to say, Oh yes, this, this is a very powerful teaching. It affected me deeply too. You know, just yeah. just to be able to say that. But so for me, um, my my practice of getting grounded and clearing out energies, you know, that has actually intensified since then. 
because these parts of me call out for healing and attention and acceptance and compassion even louder. Yeah. So it's like I got to keep my space clear. And so my, my practical side of that, because I, I don't even think that, well, let's say, I don't know that I would say I have a spiritual practice, but I have an energetic practice, which I think mm-hmm. is the same thing, serves the same ends. It's just I don't think of it as spiritual, but I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say to me, those two things can be synonymous. I mean, it's it's really um, working with within yourself um, so that you feel connected and whatever connected means for you and centered, you know, would be yeah. another word that I mean, getting centered. So um, centered within yourself, whatever that means for you and however you get there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a caller, actually. Uh, oh, cool. She's been she's impatiently waiting on the line for a few minutes. Uh, Cynthia, are you there? Hello. Hi. Thanks for your patience. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Let me give uh, Dina and uh, everybody else your birth data before we ask you what you want to talk about. And um, Cynthia was born on August 31st, 1967, 1967, at 8.20 p.m. in Akron, Ohio. Again, that's August 31st, 1967, 8.20 p.m. in Akron, Ohio. So, so Cynthia, what can, we, what can we do for you today? Well, I've been through quite a remarkable, um, I guess, eight years, you could say, maybe mm. seven. A very intense cycle that involves a lot of sort of tumultuousness, but incredible breakthroughs and spiritual gifts, insights, um, quite profound. And at the same time, it sort of took apart the life I thought I had. Yes. And now I'm moving. I know that this is shifting from from a Vedic astrology perspective, which was the only thing that helped me understand this at the time. Uh There's a shift happening at the end of January, and I know there's like a rebuild and everything is new. And uh, so, yeah. Is it a dasha change? Is that what it is, or, or what's what's the shift in January? I don't know. I don't. It's okay, a, right on. From a Vedic from a Vedic perspective, it was something yeah. to do with like Rahu Ketu period. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's a dasha. It's a it's a major planetary period. So, yeah, I got. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, because they set the backdrop, like like your your horoscope is your horoscope, but then those dasha these periods that, that vary according to. Uh, these particular year assignations based on each body or planet, and yeah, and they kind of um, kind of rule the day, so to speak, and, and and foster the development. They're the backdrop for your development over time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so interesting. So, Dina, do you have uh, do you have Cynthia's chart up? I do. I'm looking at it yeah. right now. Yeah. So, what, from yeah. what she was saying, like what what jump what jumps out at you as far as uh, the stations? Mm. So, so it sounds like you're going through or have been going through um, spiritual. You said spiritual growth and expansion for the past seven years. You felt like yeah. been in a phase. Usually Saturn is a has a seven year cycle, too. So I wonder if um, something with Saturn is at play. But then as I'm looking yeah. at the present, you know, I'm looking at things that are moving through the chart right now. Um, your Saturn is uh, really, you know, at the focal point of some heavy transits going through. You've got uh Uranus, which is, you know, the bringer of change, sudden and unexpected events, has been moving into a conjunction with your Saturn over this past year and will be more so in 2013. And Pluto has been uh, squaring that Saturn at the same time. So it's kind of your Saturn is a focal point. Um, and Saturn has to do with our work in the world. You know, some people might call it a career planet. Um, I think of it more as 
what do you feel that it is your duty to, to contribute to, uh, to society or to your community? What mark do you want to leave on the world, you know, before you, before you leave this earth? And, uh, so Saturn things are up for you right now and they are going through a major shift and change. Um, and you would have been feeling the inklings of that over this past year. And I, I see more of that coming over this next year and, and that even intensifying, um, as I see also Neptune will be opposing your sun this coming year. So the spiritual growth and expansion and awareness of connection with spirit and your, your practice will continue. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I'd love to jump in and offer yeah. a thought on that progressed moon right on Chiron in the first. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just looking at that Saturn in the first, like what you're, you're, you're talking about and, you know, the whole structure of her life, you know, is mm-hmm. what you've been saying is kind of affecting the structure of her life and who she thinks she is and what maturity and responsibility look like. And, and then, um, this Chiron is also there, though not conjunct the Saturn and it's in Pisces with the Pisces rising or, you know, coincident. So yeah. you have this strong thing to need to be Aries structure. But you also have this energetic sensitivity and this uh, call to be compassionate as well. And and um, sometimes people with Chiron in the first can can experience a struggle with opening to spiritual energies, especially in Pisces. You know, so so that you've gone through this process. I, I in my head I can't do the math on what was happening eight years ago, uh, given yeah. transits and regressions. But right. uh, but but really, you know, progressed Moon is there. So. So you're, you know, Cynthia, your sensitive side and your awareness of energy and your conception of boundaries and, you know, how do you respond to your own suffering? Because I'll bet that's a major component was, is, is, you know, new levels of self-love because you're, you're more present with yourself. Would you say that's, that's fair to say? Maybe she's not here. Anyway, I'll finish the thought. <laughs> yeah. um, but this idea of, um, you know, the progressed moon being there, it's time to really integrate emotionally and and do something in a nurturing way about that energy antenna. So yeah. you know whatever whatever Cynthia's awakening process has been, um, you know as I was talking about grounding to the earth to make sure that I'm clear of extra energies. Like that's going to be that could be a really important thing for her too. And Chiron in the first can be a nurturing energy, and the progressed mm-hmm. moon there can say it's it's time to do something about it. So if if, if Cynthia is really turning it on herself, that's the best case scenario to begin with. And right. so Cynthia, you're not here, right? We just. Yeah, yes, you can you hear me? Oh, you are? Okay, yes. great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that progressed moon is really interesting. And, and you know, this, this Neptune-Chiron transit is happening in your 12th, and you have that activated, you know, Pisces-Chiron in the first. So for you, Pisces is it's the answer. It's no longer Saturn. You know what I mean? Like, uh, in certain ways, um, Saturn can no longer be the final authority for you because your Piscean self is, is woken up. So, so thank you for, thank you for calling in and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for all that information. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to take our second break now and we'll return with Dina DeCastro.
The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey, people. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, joining me today to talk about Saturn and Scorpio and attendant issues is uh, evolutionary astrologer Dina DeCastro. So, um... So take us to our, our next phase here, Dina. Yeah, you know, what's what's also been coming up a lot in readings, obviously, is intimacy and partnership issues. Um, it kind of seems obvious, you know, Scorpio is associated with intimacy and sexuality um, as one of its associations. Mm-hmm. And Saturn's there, so it's saying, okay, here, there's work to be done here, and um, the the uh, kind of the stuff is hitting the fan in a lot of relationships. Yeah, uh, seems to be. Um, so it, it that's that's a hard one because um, when people are showing up, a lot of times they're feeling it as uh, kind of uh, I've had it energy. Like it, it's coming up and it's bringing up all their stuff, and it's like I'm tired of this. Right, and there can be a difficulty in getting the motivation to go back into a relationship that has problems and to work on something. Right. right. You know, so, so the tendency for people, I think right now in general could be to want to like throw up your hands, you know, and like it goes, it ties back into the, what you were saying about, um, you know, the hopelessness feeling associated with the suicide, um, with suicide is that we can just feel so overwhelmed with the amount of, work to be done ahead of us and we can't see an end of it and so there can be a giving up and so my inclination has been to really look at okay but if Saturn's going through Scorpio and it's you know going through touching on anything relationship oriented in your chart um, it is a time of work on the partnership and let's look at whether this relationship is worthy of that investment of time and energy that it's going to take you know? But then, what, but then what, what gets, uh, you know, called, you know, the question is begged, hardcore, when that yeah. happens is, yeah. you know, uh, well, I'm angry about something. Mm-hmm. So I'm doubting, or I might be, you know, feeling some despair, or ang- but anger. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, so as I evaluate that relationship or that opportunity and is it worth it? Well, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's important to understand that, that anger is sourced in pain. And so the real thing is about mm. the pain of yeah. whatever is, you know, uh, disturbing your equilibrium or, you know, you're not getting your needs or desires met or whatever. But, but that, that anger is, is, you know, covering over the pain. And so the work isn't dealing with the pain, but also dealing with the anger first. And so how do you, how do we know, I mean, kind of a rhetorical thing, but like, how, how do we know if a relationship was worth working on? Well, yeah. I don't think you have an answer until you really understand what your, pro- what your malfunction is, like what, yeah. what you think is wrong with it. Because mm-hmm. it, this is also, you know, the Saturn Scorpio deal is also, uh, to my mind, about taking time to, you know, penetrate the depths and to yeah. get to the bottom of the psychological motivations. And, you know, if, if there's something that I'm unsatisfied with and if, and, and during Pluto or sorry, Saturn and Libra, if I kind of, um, called numerous summits and we had, uh, mm-hmm. you know, numerous negotiation, you know, kind of, uh, our people called each other instead of meeting, you know, we kind of went through that Libran attempted diplomacy process. When Saturn hits Scorpio, suddenly your arms, you know, the, th- the throne in the air thing. And, yeah. uh, but to get to the bottom of what really and truly motivates you is actually 95% of the answer to whatever is problematic. Because when you can accept, you know, what unmet need or what unspoken, perhaps in your own head, unarticulated issue is mm-hmm. driving your tension and your problem, then, you know, intimacy opens up in wonderful ways, even when people's needs aren't getting met. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you can get to the truth of, of why it's a problem and what it is, and maybe it is, you know, my crap with my mom, my garbage with my dad. Maybe it is, you know, my nonsense with my first girlfriend 20 years ago. Who, you know, maybe it does go back to that history. It probably does. Probably past life stuff too for a lot of us, because uh, relationships are the you know primary vehicle for our karmic stumblings and uh, the process of learning. But, but yeah, it's the intimacy thing. You can have unbelievable intimacy. And still have an unmet need and not mm-hmm. make another person wrong for it. Yeah. Yeah, I but totally that, agree. Yeah. But that requires that you hold space for yourself, A, to be complex, which is a Saturn and Scorpio invitation. Like people are mm-hmm. complex and, you know, and also to make peace with all these, um, these things under the surface. I want to just mention how the anger can come out in intimacy and that kind mm-hmm. of throwing the arm that's been in the air, but how, you know, the, the, the realistically looking at and dealing with the anger is, um, you know, is the the meat and potatoes here because we fear parts of us that are angry. We don't want to accept those parts. Right. It's too and, threatening to the ego. It's too threatening to the ego to see it, see ourselves that way. Tell yeah. me, say something more about that. Tell me. Well, just it, in order to see us ourselves as an angry person, it's just not a very flattering <laughs> portrait. Right. You know, right, right. It's not how we want to see ourselves. So we're, we, I, I would offer that maybe we're only willing to do that when we feel justified that we're angry. Like, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm going right. to present you with the case. Exactly. Exactly. To, to justify and bolster up that whole thing. Right. Yeah. But so, so I, I want people, I'm inviting people to do that. Make the mm-hmm. case. <laughs> but yeah. then mm-hmm. also take responsibility for it and understand that your problem is your problem. And you're the person in front of you, whether it's a, a life partner, romance partner, you know, friend, business associate, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever intimacy we're talking about, whatever relationship in which trust matters and this is coming up, view that person 
as somebody who is showing you, like basically agreeing as a soul to hold space for you to see your nonsense and to see the stupid stuff that you try to pull on people until you learn why and how to take it back. So, um, so if you can air what is wrong and make a case, but also be generous with the other person and not expect that person to, to be responsible for your problem, that, I mean, that, I just, I just get this sense of like blockbuster, um, healing and intimacy and openness is possible. And like I say, maybe at the end of the conversation, the person does not give you what you need or does not comply with what you're demanding. Right. Let the person right. off the hook, accept that the juice in a relationship is not getting what you need, but learning about trust, openness, vulnerability, bonding, and sharing and creating something together. So, yeah. yeah. It's really about taking um, ownership of your own stuff. You know, and being yeah. responsible for it, which is another way of saying Saturn and Scorpio. Um, yeah. it's, it's really owning your, your stuff, uh, and being willing to take responsibility for it, like you said, and, and allowing that to, to, you know, lead into vulnerability and intimacy. Right. Um, it's like, yes, I can be this and I can also, connect with you even as i am you know i have my flaws and my my things that yeah. i know are not healed yet you know right yeah yeah and if and for anybody listening who to whom this sounds good if you need someone to hold your hand admit that <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. admit that that's why dina and i do what we do Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're each of us is available for reading. So, you know, yeah. um, but but definitely be OK with the fact that something might be too intense to look at on your own or you might need some pointers or tips and and, uh, you know, call one or both of us for readings and um, and, and open up the Scorpionic dialogue. And, you know, the transiting North Node is also in Scorpio, which says that there's an opportunity in doing that Scorpionic work. There's a collective kind of generalized opportunity for us to grow into something new, to leave a habit pattern of uh, complacency or trying to stay the same or conservatism or not rock the boat to leave it behind and ask really hard questions, but also to, in a responsible, mature way, create space and then hold it for the answers to become apparent. And that's like the Saturn and Scorpio, that's part of the Saturn and Scorpio thing. So we're actually uh, close to, close to out of time. So let's, so let's um, tell people, please tell people how they can uh, find out more about you and contact you and hear you on your podcast. Yeah, the best way to find me is through my website, which is, as you uh, spoke before, dinadecastro.com. And you can also, uh, you can email through, email me through that. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and those are the best ways to reach me. Um, and right. yeah, and the podcast is, uh, it's now technically called the Serious Astrology Podcast due to an iTunes glitch. So when you search oh, for it, yeah, there was this. Thank you for thing correcting that because I've okay. been telling people the other thing. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. And the, yeah, the whole drama That's that cool. happened over the summer with iTunes. But yeah, it's uh, Serious Astrology Podcast. So yeah, I actually had that with two of the three podcasts I've done. Some weird <laughs> glitch that destroyed everything. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you had a little Phoenix Rising thing with your podcast and yeah, simple yeah, renaming and a new feed was the only problem so that's good yeah it has arisen so <laughs> good well so thanks thanks for joining me and thanks everybody else for for listening and you can um you know go to tdjacobs.com to get that free download on suicide and the transcription is also free and um and uh just to let people know uh, the, 
the to wrap things up the the reading sale and the discount on multiple Souls Journey sound bites. You know, to get insights into why you're here, as well as to give that gift of insight to others. Uh, the end of December fifteenth uh, is when the sale ends, and and all orders received by the fifteenth will be uh, fulfilled by the twentieth. These make fantastic gifts because you get the opportunity to understand. You know what the expletive is the point of you being here. So uh, I invite you to, to do that. And thanks again for joining us. Uh, join me next week. Uh, my guest will be uh, Meredith Smith. You can read about that on my site, tdjacobs.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.